Blog Talk Radio. My producer slam, my flow is like, bam, jump on stage, so then I did that. Nigga, everybody diss, cause you can't bust this. You got a bad name like dick butt kiss. Welcome to the next level of rhyme flowing, scratching, hooking up beats and hoe catching. Every time I come home, I got 50 messages. I only call back the girls with big, big breasts. Ooh, I got biddies in all the major cities. The safest way to have sex is right between us. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thank you once again, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this September 26th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com, live from the Papa John Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by Madden 15 from EA Sports. Set the tone on defense with more control thanks to an all-new arsenal of pass rush moves. Contain the open field with intuitive tackling mechanics and play as a team with redesigned zone and man coverage logic, all while being immersed in the play from the other side of the line with defensive player lock cameras. Madden NFL team, deployed on defense, that's Madden 15 from EA Sports. It's in the game. Greetings and salutations, all you Balkaholics, Grzak and Addicts, everybody who's a fan of the show. I'm your host, your uh, slightly above average Eric Balkman, and my co-host is Dave Dizzle Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to talk about Ladarius uh, Green's injury, what it means to you uh, Antonio Gates owners out there as a starter this week in your lineups, and we'll get into why I don't think you should be playing D'Angelo Williams in week four. Plus, FFPC main event leader Michael Giannette drops by for some drafting tips for next year and how to get the team you want in the high-stakes arena. He'll also talk about his first-place overall main event team as well. Shout-out to the chat room right now. We have uh, Fantasy Smurf, IPS driver, Mint, Remedial Geeks, and somebody named Dave Gerzak in there right now. Dave, Henry gonna... Mudo, you didn't say Henry Mudo. Uh, is Henry Mudo in... Oh, I missed it. I'm sorry, Henry. Henry Mudo. Henry, gonna... how are your teams doing? Tell us all about them. Yeah, and... Our... Some of those uh, other contests that you play, in, right. throw, throw, us out, throw it out there for and, us, buddy. And we're going to need to know what players are on each team and what round you selected them. <laughs> Otherwise, Henry Mudo does have an amazing memory. It's, in, it's photographic. Yeah. Or as, what was I watching the other photogenic. night? Photogenic. It was somebody, um, some movie, yeah, it's photogenic. Somebody, uh, some movie I was watching or TV show, so it's, it's like, I have a, uh, oh, I think it was the league where he's like, I have an almost pornographic memory. <laughs> Uh, anyway, post your, post your questions in the uh, chat room right now, 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVER uh, if you want to call in and talk with us. Facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football. Our High Stakes Fantasy Football at gmail.com is the FedEx inbox as well. You know, people called last week and you didn't answer the phone. <sighs> we kept, we, Alex kept yapping. We, we had two guests on, and th- by the time Alex was done, we didn't have any yeah. guests. So. I, I, I was almost tears. I was tearing up a little bit when, when the calls dropped off. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah, like the commercial with the American Indian and the pollution. So it was like Alex was the garbage rolling yeah, across he's our the, show. He's the, exactly. Um, he's not listening, and he uh, won't. He doesn't even know fine. how to download anything. Uh, listen, uh, guys, I uh, I happened to listen to the to the High Stakes Fantasy Football podcast, and I heard that you referred to me as garbage on the show. <laughs> And uh, I, I, I really didn't, I didn't understand the reference. It, it made no sense. So maybe, maybe you could, on the next show, maybe you could explain that 
for the have, listeners have a little me, bit more. Have him back on the show. I should. I should. Uh, anyway, Alex is great. He is fantastic. He's the man. To make fun of. Uh, <laughs> that's not entirely untrue, but I'm going to disagree. <laughs> no, he is great. Uh, anyway, um, so we got Michael Giannette coming up. We got plenty of show to get to. Um, we will um, lead it off with a question uh, for Mint. Yeah. Mike Lennon or Ryan Tannehill? Who are you starting this week? You know what I'm doing? Quitting where's, where's, fantasy football. <laughs> whatever. Where's my little schedule? Oh, yeah, um, hold on. I, I, I have. I know you, this is. We go through this dance every week. Glennon is at Pittsburgh this week, and right. Tannehill is at Oakland. You know, I, I kind of trust Glennon a little better. I think I would too. I'd go with Glennon over Tannehill, especially. He, he, has, he has the benefit right of not having sucks for three weeks. Hey, before we get to the actual um, uh, fantasy uh, flash here, uh, I, I wanted to bring up Eddie Lacy at the top of the show. Because we were having a conversation about him on Sunday or Monday night, I can't remember. And you said, "Boy, I'm glad I don't own. I'm glad I didn't get Lacey anywhere this year." And I said, "Well, you know, his schedule is going to soften up a little bit after this week." Very and it's a good point. It, and I don't remember you fighting me after it, but I wanted to see. Usually, if, I try to argue, but I was. Like, but you didn't. Yeah. Um, so, but I wanted to, to still put it out there to see if we could put a five put five oh, on this. I'm somehow. getting lured into. This. You're getting lured in. All but right. here's the thing. So Eddie Lacey finishes as a blank. Uh, running back this year, like a top blank crappy. running back. Not crappy. I oh. misworded it. A top blank running back this year. And you put a number in there, and I'll tell you if I'd agree with it. Um, I, top, top 15 still. Probably. Okay, well, I would. I don't want to do top 15 because I, I feel like that's a little... So it's fine. So I, I'm supposed to bet that Lacey's not going to be a top 20 back? No, no, no. I, other way, because I'd feel guilty about <laughs> 15. We could do top 10. Okay. Because he was basically drafted fine. as a top 5. So I got five on Eddie Lacy finishing. Uh, top ten. I'll take outside the top ten. That's okay. Fair. So okay. So you have eleventh or lower. I have one through ten. I got five on it. I got five. I got five. Right, we need to get the basketball. Yeah, we really we haven't made one in a while, but now that uh, that one's up there, um, I'm okay. I'm glad I remembered to bring that up. Uh, okay. Um, so top Lacey, ten. I think Lacy's a good uh, for playing any daily games. I think he's a good, not a great value, but I think he's. This is the week where he kind of comes on. You know, we, we saw a lot of people thinking that the Detroit-Green Bay game was going to be a high-scoring game last week, and it wasn't. I think we could see the Chicago-Green Bay game actually being a high-score uh, game this week. Let's talk about that uh, high-scoring game last night, Dave. Giants 45, Redskins 14. Is the Giants' offense officially back? Yeah, they've implemented the new offense. Eli's figured it out, and then they uh, they keep playing divisional opponents like the Redskins every week. They should be in good shape. Okay, so clearly there's some sarcasm in there. but Just the last part. Okay. The first part, pretty true. Eli Manning, should he be owned in every league? I think he should be owned by somebody. Okay. Um, as, and, uh, okay, let's move on because I don't, there's, there's not a whole lot to talk about with Randall or Cruz. Yeah, Donnell had a fantastic. That's what I want to talk about. I don't want to say lucky game, but he had a great game. Okay, Larry, uh, this is what I want to bring up about uh, Larry Donnell. I think part of the reason high-stakes owners are skeptical, number one, they were skeptical of bidding on him, um, and now they're skeptical of starting him. It's, it's tough to put him in their lives. And you want to know why it is, and it's such a stupid reason, but I guarantee it plays a role in it. He has a bad football name. That is a good point. Totally. Yeah. First of all, it doesn't even look like Larry Donnell. It looks like Larry Donnell. Why would you want to start a guy named Larry Donnell for $300,000? You wouldn't. Yeah. Now, if his name was something like... If it was Lawrence Donatelli. No, not even that. Like something that's, I don't get into that whole thing, but. That's more of an Italian name, I guess. Yeah, no, and that's, I mean, an Italian tight end. I I love Italian people, but (laughs) not too many great Italian tight ends that just roll off the tongue. Um, Unless Mark Bavaro was Italian, I don't know. Um, But like if his name was like, um, you know, Tyrone 
Sky or something like that. I mean, then you'd <laughs> yeah, be like, be oh, be yeah, fun. dude, I'm playing Tyrone Sky this week. You yeah. know what I mean? The sky and, with like two, at, like two Ks, two Ys, and two E. You know, like a, just, bunch, a bunch of two, Ys. Just one K, two Ys, and an E. I <laughs> yeah. think that that's F-K-Y-Y-E. the way to do it. Right. And uh, so I think like because, because like we're, we're name persecuting. Yeah, you know, as a high stakes uh, industry, that that's what we're doing. It's a problem. Um, I think there's fewer than twelve tight ends right now that I would trust more than Larry Donnell. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, let's hear it. Well, I mean, I don't have them oh, listed, right, but I'm okay. sure that there are. I mean, it's because it seems like Eli's going to him every week. Yeah, when he they're getting is. when they're getting killed. Well, he's such a tall, he's a tall, big target, and um, you know, they, who they have a Rocco or Arakpo covering him. It was awful. Yeah, Arakpo was on him. So, well, I mean, the thing is, they showed it on SportsCenter the highlights after. They had corners on him, then they had linebackers on him. He's six six, like two fifty or something yeah. like that. So he really and he looked athletic. He looked yeah, he light on his players. feet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and he almost caught a fourth touchdown too, which yeah, was. I wish I I actually own him in Dynasty. Well, I'm sure you could make a trade. Sorry, make an I, offer. Trade, I traded away Julius Thomas in one league. Kept Jordan Cameron and Pitta because I was in such good shape. Right. Cameron's been dinged up. Pitta's out for whatever. And I picked up Tuiolo this week. Right. Which sucks. I mean, yeah. he's awful. That's unfortunate. And I, right. and I, and the trade was terrible. Wayne Ellis screwed what, me. What did you get for it? I don't even, I, I'm embarrassed to say it. I, I'll get kicked off the show. Oh, all right. I don't even want to talk about it. Was it Javid Best? <laughs> no. Okay. It was... Fitzgerald was involved in a dynasty pick, but it was just stupid. Okay, well. I was wait. actually surprised I actually got an offer that wasn't completely insulting, just moderately. So I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. I have, I have tons of tight ends. All right, Angel Rose. Wayne Ellis gets the best of everyone. He does. I would. Davis, Kirk Cousins, cuttable? Uh, no, I mean, I'd hang on to him if you, if you got him. I mean, unless you're, depending upon who else is out there. I'm saying, I'd be more interested. Probably, I like Bortles, actually. I thought he was a good pickup this week. And Bridgewater, actually. Yeah. Um, the the thing is with Cousins, I think with this bye week gauntlet coming up, I think that there's going to be people who, I mean, who do you look to cut in a pinch? I look at my backup quarterback if right. I have a halfway decent one, so I think he's going to be cutting a lot of well, leagues. And the problem with Cousins is you really can't trust him now. For, he's going to have to have at least another one good game, maybe two good games before you even trust throwing him back into the, right. into the lines then. That's, I mean, the thing that he does have going for him is, A, his head coach loves him. B, he should have some weapons. I mean, you know, when, when Jordan Reed comes back and, and assuming and, and D-Jack stay healthy. And C, he's going to face some bad defenses in that division the rest of the season. For sure. So a lot of stuff going on. Finally, Logan Paulson. Are you picking him up in any leagues? Um, yeah, that Jordan? Probably not. Okay. So I mean, I think he's roster with somebody. I don't, I don't um, Reed probably not going to be coming back next week. But I read, uh, concussion for Niles Paul. Now he will get the extra time to to sort of recover from that. But that looked like a really bad hit. Could be a multi. And I don't. I'm not so going to reject I mean, concussion for what, what one week. I mean Reed or Paul. Will yeah, but I'm not convinced that it's that either of them are. How back long do you stay out with a concussion? One week. I would not all not all the time. And that one looked like a bad concussion. I mean, oh, you're judging concussion. Uh, yeah. Now? You know what? I am. You I am judging you're concussion. The concussion like great, greater. Perfect. Okay. I love that. By the way, like I, came, a double a? I came well, up. How do they rate those? Um, well, I mean, listen. All I know like is tornado scale. All I know is there's no minor ones, <laughs> so they're either bad or really bad, and that was really bad. <laughs> I came up with a great Kentucky team name today. Oh, great! In all caps, mm-hmm. caps lock lover. What do you think of that? <laughs> that's pretty good, right? What's the context? Just like that's like every time you look at the team on the screen, it's like, oh, that's caps lock lover, and it's in all caps. Yeah, I, I, all right. I, I like it. I that's think a, it's it's, But usually there's a story behind it. Anyway, speaking of stories, let's move on to Doug Martin. No story. Pat Yasinskis, 
from ESPN.com says Doug Martin is going to play against the Steelers. He's going to start. Are you playing Doug Martin and Bobby Rainey in any leagues this week if you're in a pinch as like a flex? Uh, Doug Martin. But not Rainey. Rainey's on your bench. I think I am forced to start him in one dynasty league, but that's okay. If you had druthers, though. You yeah, would. I'd prefer not to. Is it, I you're mean, breaking up a tad is what I'm hearing. Oh, are, so are we? Well, yeah. Should I? Hold on. Should yeah. I do this? Sure. Okay. Please get closer. T- tell us in the uh, tell us in the chat if we're sounding better. Anyway, so <laughs> so any uh, with Doug Martin and Bobby Rainey, if I was to say who, what you know, split the percentage of catches and touches, well, just touches, um, touches between Martin and Rainey, is it seventy thirty? Is it eighty twenty in favor of Doug Martin? What do you foresee on Sunday? I would see seventy thirty is my guess. To me, it seems like a typical split with Martin as a starter. I mean, Rainey had those fumbles. They got destroyed the week before. Actually, I think Rainey's got a great skill set, but the fumbles just are not not tolerable. So I think Martin will get most of the carries. You really, can, I don't know if you can trust Martin though. To be honest, I mean, he's he hasn't done anything since even beyond the last year. And know? that's what I'm saying too. Like as a flex, I would put him in, given that there's six teams on by right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's I don't trust him at all. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking elsewhere. And the, and the team itself. Here, I mean, they're going to play better. I mean, they will play better. I mean, for all we know, they could win on the road against Pittsburgh. Although I, don't they, I mean, that. they could with uh, Beaker running they're, the offense this week. They're a professional football team. They'll, they'll come back. They'll be all right. Um, a guy I'm uh, definitely playing over Doug Martin in leagues this week, Donald Brown. Ryan Matthews did not practice today, according to Chargers.com. So Donald Brown looks to be getting the start against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Donald Brown, good start this week. Plug him yeah. in, baby. Jag, Jag's defense awful. He's a value play in uh, daily or weekly leagues. Right. So, yeah, Donald Brown for sure. He's not um, – there's no competition really. I mean, you have what I thought it was so Brandon Oliver was great in preseason. I will say that I watched him in preseason. He was a little fireplug. I actually ended up getting him in a bunch of Kentucky leagues. So fingers crossed. Hopefully Donald Brown gets, you know, (laughs) pop for PEDs or something. Yeah. Um, But anyway, Donald Brown really love him this week. Uh, Josh McCown has been ruled out. We actually just, how many touches do you think Oliver gets? Oh, this week? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd put the over under it somewhere between, I, you know, I'll put it at seven and a half. And that might be a little bit high. No, I think that seems all right. Three catches, five rushes. I don't think he gets three catches, but... Why not? He's a catcher. Is he a catcher? He's a catcher. All right. Can we move on? Donald Brown's a catcher. I want to move on. I want to move on. (laughs) This is my move on signal. Is he a top? Josh McCown... Josh McCown ruled out, according to NFL.com's Dan Hansis. This means that Mike Glennon will be running the offense. You'll be hearing a lot of this on Sunday. Me, 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 me. That hot, hot. Um... So do you like, like Glennon does look like Beaker? He does, and Absolutely. nobody nobody else has picked up on that. I know he totally is Beaker. Um, do you do? You, no, you, I just did little, it. You're digital, you're a little Beaker. No, that was just me talking normally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so the thing is with Mike Glennon running uh, running things in Tampa uh, against the Steelers this week, you're not playing Glennon unless you're in a pinch and like if you're trying to decide between him and Tannehill. Yeah. Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. Are you bumping either of those guys up with Glennon? Uh, Vijax, actually, because I think he's, you know, he'll probably get targeted. I don't know about Evans. He's still a rookie. He's not doing all that. He's doing okay, but, you know. He's doing about as good as you could expect a rookie yeah, receiver to do exactly. in that scenario. Yeah. So Bad quarterback play. Right. Uh, so, Vijax, you bump up a little bit, but you're probably playing him regardless, and Evans is still on your bench. Yes, if, if I can all help you. Yeah. I agree. Uh, final be, uh, final topic before we get to tonight's guest, Ladarius Green, Dave, he's the Chargers backup tight end, didn't practice today. He's listed as questionable for that big Jags game. That's according to Michael Gilkin on Twitter. Uh, Antonio Gates, you're bumping him up, and he's almost a must start, um, you know, if, if uh, Green is out. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Green only had 23 snaps last week. He actually got some targets, but he still is not on the field 
like the majority of the time or anything like that. So, I mean, he could not be trusted even if he was healthy. And there's the rapport with Rivers and Gates that, that you and I both love. Absolutely. We, we trust in the rapport on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay. So let's get to uh, tonight's guest. And, um, Is your phone going off? Yes. I'm going to turn it off in a second. <laughs> Nobody else can hear that but you, by the way. Oh, sorry, everybody. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to bring in tonight's guest. He's a uh, veteran of the Fantasy Football Players Championship and the Football Guys Players Championship. He has several classic and draft experts teams going again this year. One of his two main event teams, Alexander the Great, from the FFPC Main Event Potato Sticks League, sits above 1,343 teams in its quest to become the $300,000 winner in 2014. Please welcome first-time guest, but long-time listener to the show, Michael Giannette, uh into the program tonight. Congrats on the early season success, man. Thanks, guys. We're very excited to have you on the show tonight, Michael, and we're, we're so excited to have a, yet another person profiting off this show. You listen to the show, you vault to the top of the FFPC <laughs> main event leaderboard. I think that goes without saying. So thank you for listening. And you're welcome. And you're welcome. And I don't want to embarrass you here, but and have you say like, oh, 95% of the uh, stuff I hear on this show, I apply to my teams. But how much knowledge are you gleaning on a weekly basis from listening to us? Don't ask him that. I'll answer that. I mean, I get a lot of, you know, good ideas listening to the show for sure. About who not to play. No, that's listen, we're helping not people. from that's, not that's from Dave, just from Balky though. Ah, uh, see, I knew it. Yeah, you know if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. I have almost 20 seconds. I'm just going to go with the five on it, but. Hey Michael, uh you work in uh, real estate in Marco Island in Florida. Tell us uh what that kind of work is like in uh, that part of the country. Pretty popular island is Marco Island, is it not? It is. It was uh recently voted the number one island in the United States. You know, from a vacationing point of view, it's down parallel or perpendicular to Miami <clears throat> on the other coast. And it's a great place to live. It's a great place to raise a family. I have two little kids, so it's all good. And it gives me, you know, tons of hours to dabble in high-stakes fantasy football. Well, Michael, I don't, I don't know if Bulky told you this, but my mom vacations on Marco Island all the time, and I've been there probably like four or five times. I love it. I was there once. Oh, cool. So, it, so it, um, and obviously, like, this is off topic a little bit, but the real estate market hit really hard back, you know, back during the recession, and then I saw the Marco properties just go way to, you know, they really dropped a lot, and now they've come back, it seems like. Is that what you've experienced as well? Definitely. I mean, it's like um, the market here is awesome. And the fact that the winners the last two or three um, years have been so uh, brutally cold, everyone's, you know, saying to heck with this, I'm going to retire early, you know, no sense working anymore. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So if you see a deal on a, on a Marco, uh, Cape Marco, you know, <laughs> down in the corner, one of those nice condos, nice high floor, yeah. just, you know, send me an email. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I, I mean, will be calling you. I would like I'm to not- live there as well. Nice foreclosure. We can we can split it. The, listen, the foreclosures are all gone. Now it's like you know off to the races. Damn it, uh, Michael. And make sure it's nothing but top shelf. I'm talking <laughs> like because Dave will just he spits on anything less than the best. So it's just make sure you're you're bringing the absolute pinnacle of Marco Island for any any kind of um, deal that you might be proposing to Dave. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So anyway. Back to from your business to uh, supposedly our business. <laughs> Something is. new that you did this year was target 10 specific players that you wanted to get and then ignored 10 players that you never wanted to get. Talk a little bit about how that strategy came about 
and who some of the players were on each list. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, the first year I played high-stakes fantasy, I mean, we all have a learning curve. I think um, in the first round I had, like, the 11th pick, if I remember correctly, and I ended up taking, like, Tom Brady, right? So it was the ultimate knucklehead move if you want to compete in fantasy. And, you know, you live – I mean, you learn quickly. And finally, you know, from listening to your show, I think I've listened to every show you guys have done for the last two or three years. Thank you very much. And listening to some – yeah. And (laughs) – listening to some of the other shows, um, you know, you pick up little pieces and one of them that really resonated with me was, you know, not to focus on average draft position, et cetera. Use that as a guide, certainly, but to focus on guys you really like and like kind of formulate a team on paper that you would like to have. Now, obviously you can't list 10 guys and get all 10. You might be lucky to get three or four, but you could certainly get those ilk players. And so I decided that I was going to, you know, we all fall in, I hear you guys talk about it all the time and all the really good high-end fantasy players say it as well. You know, they like certain guys and they don't like certain guys. And, and I've heard this like three or four times recently, in fact. They all say it that, you know, they're going to draft their team and if they're wrong, they're wrong, but at least they drafted their team. And, yeah, Michael. Um, go ahead. Just a just a real real quick piggyback on that comment that you made. Would you say getting your guys would be a good strategy for fantasy football? Oh my God! It's a, <laughs> a leading question, Your Honor. I know, I know, I know where you're going Vinny. with that. No, but I'm going to treat Balky as a hostile uh, co-host. Now, come on, just let the witness answer <laughs> I think the question. He's, I think he's staring the witness, as they say. <laughs> um, no, but the reality is, like, I really liked – like, I'm, I'll list you the ten guys. I made a little list here. And yep, obviously some of, them, some of them are no-brainers, right, like Jimmy Graham. And the reality is I think only on one uh, team that, is, that you can manage, meaning it's not a draft expert team. I only got him on one team because, you know, the time I had the second pick in the draft, someone picked him number one. So – I really like Jimmy Graham, but then, you know, I liked Marshawn Lynch, um, Darren Sproles, which, by the way, was way out of favor with so many. In, in fact, I love the football guys, um, their website, by the way, but they, I, if I hadn't read their assessment of Darren Sproles, I'd probably have them on nine or ten teams instead of four or five. Um, they were all saying stuff like, you know, he had one year and, you know, after that one year, he's, you know, never lived up to expectations. But then this year, I'm like, Chip Kelly's offense, they're losing Deshaun Jackson. They have like two or three running backs total. I I mean, Shady's awesome, but I knew he was going to get tons of carries. And by the way, I know it's week three. If we replay this in week 10, you know, Darren Sproles might never score again. You know, you never know. But up to <laughs> now, right? I mean, up to now, he's awesome. done very well. For and, sure, yeah. you know, I had Gronkowski, and, the you know, obviously it's still – the verdict is still out on him. Love Julius Thomas. Um, and then one name I want to mention, I watch – I'm down here in South Florida, and even uh, – by the way, I'm from Boston. I'm a huge Pats fan. But um, 
you know, we get stuck watching, you know, Dolphins games in preseason down here, which may or may not be a good thing. Well, the one game that I saw Moreno play, and if you remember correctly, at the beginning of when when drafting started, um, Moreno was really in favor, and then he got hurt. This is back in, like, June and July. And then he was completely out of favor. So every time you did one of the drafts, his ADP was, like, 30th, right? And yeah, then I kept come, dropping Right, and then come like the ninth and tenth round, he's the only guy with like a double, you know, a 30 rating. Everyone else is in the hundreds, and he's still up there. Well, once I saw him play, I was like, my God, he's possessed. And I think he was like, he was pissed, right, that everyone was writing him off. And I knew he looked like Marshawn Lynch, right? He was like that, like dominating, and I drafted him as often as I could. Now, as we sit here, he's hurt now, and who knows what the verdict will ultimately be with him. But at least, you know, you're getting guys that you really have faith in. You're not going by ADP. And by the way, on my 10 list, I'm not going to list them all just because we'll run out of time, but Tom Brady is one of them, and I know he sucked up to now. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it he, is. He needs that Gronk back. He needs a healthy Gronk. Oh, no question. But you know something, Dave? Maybe it's a New England thing. You see in preseason, you're like, oh, my God, this year he's got added weapons. And then you sit back and you say, what added weapons? He's got Brandon LaFell or whatever his name is, right? And it's like he doesn't. He, he, he was inactive, I think, one of the weeks. So the reality is, I mean, maybe Brady will all of a sudden, you know, turn it on. Uh, not all of my ten guys I love did well, but seven or eight of them have done pretty well up to now. Well, the problem with Brady is that, he, you know, you know, you look at him, and you look at him, and then you look at Roethlisberger. It's like, okay, you have this handsome, debonair man who's always with the hot chicks. Then you have this ogre. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, do I want the ogre or do I want Tom Brady? You know what I mean? You can put Brady on your team and feel pretty good about it. I just don't feel like, I don't feel like good about it. No, but also, I agree. I know you're being funny there, but then you look at you know, his wide receivers, it's like all the top-notch quarterbacks have one really super stud receiver. And I guess the only one you could say on New England is Julian Edelman, and he's like, you know, Wes Welker. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we, I, I, I want to talk about your do well, not hold talks. On, hold on. Before, oh, we get to, before we get to that, just to kind of talk about that Brady versus Roethlisberger thing, I was listening to the Football Guys podcast a few weeks ago, and they were talking about RG3 and how they thought that some of his struggles were mentally. And because he was so sharp mentally, because he's so intelligent, he was kind of overthinking it. And Sigmund Bloom said, he's like, you need some, sometimes it works out better when you have a guy like Ben Roethlisberger who can be faced with these issues and just be like, <laughs> Hey, and you know what? That's you know, a, hey, guys, that's a topic for another show, the fact that Roethlisberger is one of those guys that never gets any love. He produces every year, and, you know, you're, like, you're, you're choosing between him and Eli Manning, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to take Roethlisberger. And I know Eli had a big game, but the reality is he produces. And you, yeah. I guarantee you, you could win the whole thing with Big Ben as your quarterback, yet, you know, you get him in the 12th round every year. And he, or even that fair-skinned, red-headed guy over there in Cincinnati that no one ever likes either because they, they're biased against exactly the white skin Exactly the guy. same thing. Exactly, yeah. I agree. Red-headed stepchild quarterback. Anyway, okay, so we, we, we like to hate on stuff more than we like to like on it. So let's talk about the do-not-touch list. I noticed you have okay, two criminals not, on your list. All right. Adrian Peterson, and I know it's Alleged a pop-out. Everyone's like, 
Well, they're under indictment. No, but listen, listen. The reality is I heard this on your show at least two or three different episodes, and it essentially said was every year there's, you know, half of the top, you know, round and a half running backs bust, right? And I'm thinking, you know, so which ones is it going to be this year? And AP, it's like at some point in time, right, these running backs stop producing. And I just thought, and I know that's kind of an in vogue prediction the last two or three years, but this happened to be the year. But then I'll, we'll go f- past him. In, in June and July, Bishop Sankey was getting drafted. I know because I was in these drafts. I never once took him on any of my teams, draft experts or, you know, teams that you manage. But they had Bishop Sankey. I'm like, the guy's never ran a down in the NFL, and people are drafting him in the fourth or fifth round. Right, Balky? I mean, what was his... Yeah, was uh, something like that. <laughs> I took right? him in some I, no, why? Sure. What, yeah, yeah, I think you liked him, too. But, um, I do. You know, in, I still do. Yeah. But not and for, by more the way, for Dynasty, though. And to I'll be, be fair, the first one to Dynasty. admit, I, I got this one completely wrong, Arian Foster. I just thought he was another guy that... Well, it's looking like it's... Just, He's looking worse by the week, my friend. Well, that is true, but the first two weeks, he could do a lot worse than having Arian Foster. But, you know, again, uh, there is one name I want to mention. This is funny. Is um, I really liked Brandon Cooks. And then one time I heard, and this goes to another question I know we're going to get to, but to tie it all together, um, I heard, uh, I think his name is Greg Cosell, super knowledgeable guy. He was interviewed on another show. Yeah, but, but a thousand said, times you know, more smart than us about this. Exactly. Believe me, this guy <laughs> knows his stuff. But all I heard was, you know, Brandon Cooks, people are drafting him so early. What has he done? What has he done? He's never played a, a game. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? Y- he's right. I don't like Brandon Cooks anymore. And so... Their their answer is one of the things about you, you know how do you separate. Get, you're gonna get that one wrong. I think that one you might, that might <laughs> exactly. be the one one that you get wrong, and that's fine. I mean, hitting eighty ninety percent on those guys you don't like. That's all you can really ask for. Tory Smith is on there too. That's a there's great. A, there's a lot of great busts on this. I mean, on well, not Ellington, but Peterson, Rice, Sankey, um, Jamal Charles, Lashawn McCoy. I mean, both those guys have been. Yeah, like they've been fine, but they've been underperforming for you know what you were hoping uh, to get from them. So I, you know, I think this is a really solid list. This is kind of an interesting uh, way to approach the the high stakes drafts uh, that you've done. And let's talk about uh, Brandon Cooks and let this uh, then let let this breathe a little bit. Now you've listened to our show a ton, which we obviously appreciate. Obviously, on this show, you get a lot of talented people coming on. And obviously, they always don't agree. In fact, they will openly disagree, um, you know, with uh, with each other. Of now, this, you know, I know he's won this much money, but he's wrong about this, um, or you know, vice versa. But how do you, when you listen to all these high stakes players come on the show, uh, Michael? How do you kind of process those conflicting opinions, especially about a polarizing guy like Brandon Cooks, um, given how much success that all these players have had? How do you sort kind of sort that out when you're processing this? I just try to hear their argument, and if their argument – I mean, obviously, look, it's somewhat of a crapshoot. I mean, the thing that attracts me so much to fantasy football is there's so, much, you can, there's so many levels of strategy you can go into, right? There's so much analysis you can do on any given player or team or, you know, their matchups, et cetera, and that's what makes fantasy football so attractive to me because it's like playing chess. It's, you know, you, it can get 
super deep. And when you hear people make their point and then why they make that point, then, you know, but that one time when I did hear him say about Brandon Cooks, I'm like, God dang, that guy knows more about football than I'll ever know. And you know what? He's making a good point there. But, and and by the way, I'm staring at Brandon Cooks' stats right now. And I mean, they're good, but they're not like, you know, off the charts. So, you know, the verdict is, uh, the jury is still out on all this. We'll see how it adds up in week 10, 11, 12 when it really counts. Yep, he's just getting warmed up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm the most unabashed Brandon Cooks lover. Yeah, well, you, you sort of transferred the Sankey love to Brandon <laughs> Cooks seamlessly. Whatever, Bobby. I, I, you know, it's just I'm. You, you I know, waited for all the rookie listen, drafts to get done, and then I went into the Cooks things. So I, I didn't want. To, I didn't want anybody to know about. It. I'm just thankful that you are not the father of those two boys because they're <laughs> busting their tails in the NFL, and they both want your appreciation and your love, and you've shunned. Bishop Sankey, and it's, it's all on Brandon Cooks. I think Sankey's actually going to have a very good second half of the year, even in the next few weeks. He's I mean, getting more carries. Bishop Sankey is like the... I still like Sankey, by he's, the way. He's the, yeah, and here's the way you like him. But he's, not in an 11-week regular season. He's the so guy much. who toils on the farm the whole time when Brandon Cooks leaves home, and he's out partying all the time, spending his half of your inheritance, and then Cooks comes home, and you're like... I accept you back, Brandon Cooks. And then Bishop Sankey's like, hey, Dave, I've been busting my tail third string for the Titans this whole time, and you don't even care about me. That's, that's and You know what I tell him? What? You should work on your footwork a little bit. Like Brandon Cooks did, partying. <laughs> Sankey needs to work on his foot. Didn't the you hear that? Pro- the prodigal Cooks, anyway, as it were. So, Michael, back to questioning you, my friend. In this draft, you yeah. acquired Jeremy Macklin in the seventh, Jordan Matthews in the eleventh. Were you trying to attain both pieces of the Eagles' passing game because you like the Chip Kelly offense, the high-volume offense, or do you just try and get the best player available in those spots? I could actually answer that both ways. The reality is, yes, there was definitely some truth to the fact. I'm thinking, I have Macklin. He's got the big injury question, and who's going to be their stud if he isn't? And then you're looking at Matthews in the 11th. But then it's almost like paralysis by analysis. If you put too much thought into it, you end up having two or three receivers on the same team. And then on one or two of my other teams, like in football guys, I think I have, you know, Hakeem Nix and T.Y. Hilton, and it gets to be, you know, who do you play that week type of thing too. So, but yeah, I, with Macklin's injury, um, history I definitely wanted to have you know a young rookie receiver and in the 11th round I thought Matthews was a good pick and as it turns out last week he blew it up but I still haven't played I think this week is the first week I'm going to play um Jordan Matthews well there you go Jordan Matthews actually got dropped in the Kentucky auction did you see that Dave Nope. Yeah, he got picked up for like five or six hundred dollars, something oh, like that. I'm sure I didn't have that much money left. I'm sure you didn't either. <laughs> I'm usually I am pissed broke right now already. We are. Uh, yeah, that's, I got Allen Robinson all over Balky. That's all. That's all that matters in that <laughs> league. Uh, we're talking with FFPC main event leader Michael Giannette here in the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight. I'm Eric Balkman. He's Dave Gerzak, and uh, obviously lineup decisions are increasing exponentially every single week. Michael, especially there's more for, of them. For yeah, there is actually uh, every week. There's, I don't know if you saw this, Dave. Tell they're, me. They're, they're playing uh, NFL games weekly now. Wow. Then they, they stretch over the entire week. So but the decisions increase they, exponentially. They every week. increase exponentially every week because as it gets closer to the end of the season, 
um, the uh, sort of the order of, of your teams, whether you're competing or whether you're sucking, it becomes more clear. So, by the way, all right, quick aside. Yeah. We, Alex was talking about the FFPC growth uh, one year or another, and he, and he was like, oh, we, we should tell them to whoever we were talking to, we're experiencing exponential growth. I'm like, we're up 20%. That's, do you know what that means? It's not exponential. Well, it depends upon what your multiplier is. <laughs> I mean, it's like, look it up. Yeah. The, um, it's, it's nice, <laughs> like decent. It's, a, it's, a, it's experiencing Marco Island real estate <laughs> exponential growth. Exponential growth here in Marco Island. <laughs> That's right, baby. Get them while they're hot. So anyway, getting back to my point, Michael, uh, what kinds of uh, – well, you had an interesting lineup decision be, you know, based on – you had to make it before the game last night, and then obviously there was some free agency – or there's a, a key free agent running back out on the waiver wire. You were debating whether or not to, to spend a lot of money on. Talk, uh, talk to the listeners a little bit about uh, that decision that you had to make. Okay, well, I mean, in this particular um, league that I'm number one this week or whatever it is um, – Believe it or not, someone dropped D'Angelo Williams, and I, I know that's not like, you know, it's not like someone dropping Jamal Charles, but the real, it was like the perfect storm. Stewart got hurt, and then um, what's the other guy's name? Is it Tolbert? The, Mike yeah, Tolbert, yeah. And he, yeah, yeah. He got hurt as well, and D'Angelo Williams was hurt, and he's supposedly coming back, and it was like the... In my on my that particular team, I mean, I had Marshawn Lynch on by. I mean, there was so many guys already on by: Percy Harvin, Jared Cook, guys that you know, Jeremy Hill, and then I had uh, Noshan Moreno, who's injured. And you know, you only have twenty spots, and right. you know, you can only keep so many guys. And so all of a sudden, it kind of snuck up on me. And uh, again, it's because you know I'm trying to manage ten teams at one time. And, oh, by the way, I just want to give a shout-out. I do have a partner in this, Richard, Richard Anthony, and he basically lets me do whatever I want to do when it comes to this stuff. But That's it's kind nice of to have – yeah, well, you know what? It's I can bounce um, really tough decisions off him, and it's like almost talking about it out loud. You kind of come to the conclusion together type of thing. So, But anyways, it came down to do I bid huge money or do we bid huge money for D'Angelo Williams – um, you know, a free agent acquisition, or do we let it ride and play uh, Roy Helu Jr.? And um, I actually made a huge um, bid on D'Angelo Williams, like 500. To me, that's massive because it's more than cutting your bankroll in half, 500 and something dollars. And as it as luck would have it, we got outbid by someone who bid like 800 and something. So there was no choice. It's Roy Helu Jr. And as it turns out, it wasn't bad because, you know, he gave us, I think, 13 and a half points. And he actually looked pretty good. So, you know, there is a lot of luck involved in this. Yeah, Helu nice. five catchers for 78 yards last night. Nice. That's outstanding. And listen, decisions like that. That's why this guy's a Supposedly, first. live scoring was off by a half point on Hebu, so keep an eye out for an update. I don't know if oh, well, look at that. <laughs> everything coming up, GNS. Yeah, so don't, don't crunch the numbers there, uh, Michael. We'll, we'll get no, but you know what? It's funny that you guys said that. I love that because, you know, I have lost three games, I think, this year by either .10, and not in this particular league, but in some of the football guy stuff. I lost three games by either .10 or .05 of a point. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, hey, maybe there's going to be a stat correction, you know. 
which makes it interesting too. Yeah, it's like we we give you the extra little benefit. It's like an extra week matchup. Yeah. Hey, oh, by I the lose? way, I want to give hey, I, I want to give a shout out to you guys because the new software really makes it manageable a play on words to manage several teams when you're doing the the free agent acquisition. So good job, guys. Well, thanks. We still have a lot of work to do on that. But feel free to go on the message boards and tell all those guys how great it is that are complaining. No, we no, but just that. being able – no, but don't you guys agree being – I don't know if this was why you ended up doing it this way, but just being able to go on there and type in a player, D'Angelo Williams, and see if he's available, it shows you what league right. he's available instead of having to pull up each and every one. I mean, it was literally a full-time job to manage four or five teams. Now you can do it, you know – a lot easier. And we actually, in, a, in a, within a couple of weeks, we should have a place bids page actually on the My Teams page. So you should be, you can actually go in then if you find someone that you want, like let's say Brandon Oliver, like we talked about, or D'Angelo, then you can just hit place bid. It'll take you right to that league. It'll open it up and you can place that bid right away. So that should make it a little quicker. So anyway, Falky, questions? Yeah, still? we do have a couple of, uh, couple of uh, emailed questions in for you, Michael. And I will get to those right now. I'm staring at one from Shane in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He writes, Hi, Michael. Hypothetically speaking, would you feel good about starting Joyke Bell against that run-stuffing front four of the Jets this week, or am I better off rolling the dice on someone like Chris Ivory or Trent Richardson against the Titans? Thank you, Shane in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So his, apparently his decision here is Bell against the Jets, Chris Ivory against the Lions, or Trent Richardson against Tennessee? Who would, who would be your bet out of those three for uh, week four there, Michael? Well, first of all, Trent Richardson, not a chance. And I do have him on one of my teams. But I just, I, I just think he had one year, and that year is about two years ago, and he's done. The funny thing is, I own Joyke Bell on two or three teams, and I'm still waiting for him to wake up. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you do? Do you, like, be a realist and base it on stats that are happening? And if that case, if that's the case, you're going to play Ivory. I think Ivory is a better matchup. I'm hoping Joyke Bell all of a sudden wakes up. But if I didn't own anyone, I think I would take Ivory. All right, so Ivory's the pick. Uh, final email we have here. This is uh, from Carl in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Are you from close to Brookfield, Dave? Um, I'm from the Milwaukee suburb, so that was a sub- that was the richer suburb. I oh. was more in the blue-collar suburb, Green Day, Greendale. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, with Joe... <laughs> it wasn't Bel Air down there, Balky. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Carl in Brookfield, Wisconsin writes, With Joe Fourier out for Detroit, does Eric Ebron make a good spot start this week? I lost Pitta last week. Julius Thomas is on a bye. And my only other option is Garrett Graham versus the Bills. Congrats at getting to number one, and sorry for having to come on this show. That's Carl <laughs> in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Michael, what do you think? You like Eric Ebron this week against the Jets? I really don't. I don't think, you know, it's like, it's not like um, Foria, who had gotten hurt, they were going to him a ton. I could be wrong. I don't have his stats in front of me. I just think Detroit has totally forgotten about their tight ends. Although I'll say this, when I did see him get injured, I punched in Pettigrew, and to my surprise, he literally was available on every single league I'm in. And that's kind of a niche I always try to do. I try to be one week ahead of the curve so 
all of a sudden when a guy's about to blow up, you happen to, you know, have two spots on your roster where you can take a real flyer, like a like a Dewan Harris if, you know, Eddie Lacy was ever to get hurt or something like that because um, – but I just don't see it. They don't throw to the tight ends much. I don't know. Maybe they'll change their, you know, strategy, you know, going forward. But Pettigrew had, like, one target, and, and Eric Ebron is owned in every single one of those leagues, and he doesn't get very many targets either. So, Yeah, still a rookie. I think Gary Graham might be an interesting option there, at least, if you were, had to choose from the two. I, I oh. would definitely take Graham over Ebron. Yeah. Not that was the other guy that was – He's got Graham rostered. Right. So, okay. so, that, yeah. so Graham is the play over yeah. Ebron, Carl in Brookfield. All right. So Although I'm sure Carl's counting his money living in the rich Brookfield area. <laughs> He's probably not even listening. It's not, I wouldn't say it's no, it's no Marco. It's, it's nice. There's no beach. Okay. All right. Um, so we need some sleepers, and we need some guys who are going to suck. Or just one of each. So, all right, one yeah. of each for starting like this week, and one early-round pick that is not on buy that you might consider benching for a better option. There's like well, two options. The only bust on – I couldn't think of anyone particularly on my team, but I do have Fitzgerald on one team. Just, you know, he fell and, you know, there was no one better to choose. It's almost like he's an afterthought now. I, you know, he keeps getting his, his receptions in the third and fourth quarter, and he ends up with three or four or five targets at the most. So – Unless something changes really quickly, Larry Fitzgerald is completely forgotten in Arizona. I would definitely consider benching him. He's on by this week. Oh, he is? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Right. He is on Well, by. then I would yeah, really that's, that's bench okay. him this but, week. But, yeah, but nevertheless, you're kind of saying for you know, weeks five right. and six. So we'll, I will allow well, I, that one. We'll let that pass through. All right. The radar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Well, then we definitely are going to bench Fitzgerald this week. Excellent <laughs> advice. I, I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, I get a sleeper. And I know. Floyd, though. He could be a sneaky starter this week if you're sitting fifth. <laughs> In the Canadian Football League, potentially. <laughs> I think Gordon's playing. Okay. Right. I do have a good sleeper, though. I'm sorry. I was asleep on the. On the, on, the bust. on the bust on that one, yeah. No problem. Anyways, I honestly think, and maybe it's because I'm from Boston and all that stuff, but I really think that Brady is going to snap out of it. They're playing Kansas City. Brady is notoriously great on Monday night. And I know there's a lot of rumors about him having a bad calf. He's too old now, et cetera, et cetera, which – all of that is probably somewhat true. But I really think that Brady comes out. I have a lot of teams that Brady's on, and I have him and, you know, like Cam Newton and Geno Smith, and I'm playing Brady across the board. I could be wrong. He could suck again, but I'm usually the last one to give up on him. So that's my pick. All right. I like, it. I like Brady this week. So are you a baseball fan as well? No, I'm like okay. well, I, I like the Red Sox, but I am hits. all about football, even in like March and April. Okay, I was gonna bring up Jeter's game-running hit to see if it would annoy you or not. But well, he's in, not. he's in Boston. No, no, he's a. Are you serious? He's a class act. I, all right, you know, all right, just we sure. need more Jeters. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, totally. Uh, he's in first place in the FFPC main event going into Week Four. His name is Michael Giannette. He listens to the show a ton, so let this be a lesson to you, kids. Listen to the show. Good things will happen. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Good luck the rest of the way, man. It's uh, you got a strong roster. It's definitely one that could make a serious run. 
Well, thanks, guys. And honestly, it was a pleasure. You guys do a great job. And everyone listening out there, there's no more fun in the world than playing fantasy football. There might be one or two things, but fantasy is right up there. <laughs> right, right up there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael. We'll All right, talk guys. to you again real soon. All right. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Michael Giannette from uh, Marco Island, Florida. That's not First that's place in the FFPC. It's a nice zip code to have. Well, I don't even know what it is. I don't know either, but it's just nice to have. Oh, I thought you meant like it was mellifluous. Like it sounds like, is it mellifluous or mellifluous? That's beyond my vocabulary. Anyway, whatever it is. Lots of syllables. A zero, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> or is it something like seven, nine, two, you know? Or well, it's, a, it's a small enough city where you, I, I, there's just one post office, and it's probably Ethel working there, and you walk in, and you're like, oh, hey, Ethel, I'm just getting my mail, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, we got this weird sex toy-shaped package for you, Mr. Gerzak. <laughs> Your Adam and Eve shipment has arrived. <laughs> oh, thanks. It didn't fit in my box, did it? Oh, well, you know. Is that the real-life stuff? <laughs> It's, it's like 84 pounds. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Who, what's a Harry Douglas? <laughs> anyway, let's get to uh, let's oh, get to emails. You here. shipped me the mail version. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Balkaholic John in Arizona uh, writes. Uh, I, um, oh, okay. By the way, preface this. Remember when I, I made a point of saying, and he wants to let us know that this email was sent from his iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. funny. Right. So Balkaholic John wrote back, and, and I apologize. Alcoholic John, it's it's been a couple of weeks because we had um, a prognosticator on last week. Um, but he writes, uh, I listen to all your podcasts. The sent from my iPhone message is automatically generated. Here's a question that may huh? actually help folks this week. I love that segue. With two weeks of horrible play from Henny, when will Gus Bradley give the rookie a start? Gut feelings on when we will see Bortles, Bridgewater, Manziel, and maybe even Mettenberger could stimulate a few minutes of conversation. As always, keep up the good work, Balky. That's Balcolic John in Arizona. Bortles and Bridgewater, already starting. You got any feelings on when we might see Manziel or Mettenberger? And more importantly, if either of those guys takes over, are you rostering either of them? I would roster Johnny Football. You know, I don't know. They have, they have to go on a losing streak. They, really, they, they have to struggle a little bit more. That, they, they almost lost that one game, and then they ended up winning it. And that, the losing streak for Tennessee could happen this week if Charlie Whitehurst has to start over Jake Locker. Oh, God, Charlie Whitehurst. I can't believe that. Let's, Jesus is starting. Right. What, clipboard Jesus is what clipboard I read on Jesus, Roto yeah. World today, which, by the way, thanks to football guys in Roto and World. they're playing the Colts down. this weekend? Is that right? Yes. Uh, wow. No, they're playing – are they playing the Colts? Tennessee is uh, playing the Colts, yeah, yeah, at Indy. Colts defense. Are you benching – I picked them up in a couple of spots. Yeah. And I actually already had them on the on the on my team last week because they played Jacksonville last yeah, week. Yeah, they so. were great last yeah. week. So um, are you benching Kendall Wright, Justin Hunter, uh, any of those guys? Justin Hunter would already be on my bench because he's not been doing well. Right. And I have other options. Kendall Wright, I'm probably still starting him, but if, if I had a better choice, I probably would go that way. What about, I, don't, I don't like Whitehurst at all. What about Delaney Walker? Um, he's he's questionable, isn't he? And he's been practicing. Yes, but they, there's he's, he's one play. of those like fake questionables. Like mm-hmm. he's prob he's press questionable. Questionable. Yeah, or questionable. I mean, you know, I like Walker has, better. He has a chance to have a, a, a big game, but I mean, I think you do have to reduce expectations with Whitehurst because I just think he's not going to throw for as many yards, even though he'll probably will throw to Walker more because he's just check down good. Charlie. Yeah, um, I am uh, playing Walker everywhere, mostly because uh, he was my backup to Dennis Pitta. On a lot of my teams, so I'm forced to. The Mormon. Hey, let's follow up Balkaholic John's email with a Balkaholic John tweet. This is he's at Jonathan underscore Kip on Twitter. Jack's wide receiver to own PPR. Balkaholic John. I'm going to narrow it down to three: Marquise Lee and the Allens. Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson. What about shorts? 
Okay, fine, Shorts. Well, Shorts is the other starter next to Allen Robinson. Okay, fine. So I'll throw him in. Fine. Allen Robinson is the guy that I like best. That's what I said. And I also uh, called him A-Rob on Twitter. I'd like oh, to get you? that going. <laughs> Great. Um, he doesn't have any other nicknames? A-Rob? No, I mean Allen Robinson. He doesn't have any other Oh, nicknames. Allen Robinson. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. I just call him A-Rob. <laughs> um, Scotty6 on Twitter. Uh, Bradshaw or Ivory this week, Dave? Uh, he... Uh, it has to make a call between starting Ahmad Bradshaw at home against Tennessee uh, or uh, Chris Ivory, who is, of course, at home against Detroit. Uh, it's a little I don't know, it's a little bit of a tough call. Ivory's looked explosive, but he still is a part-time player, and uh, Chris Johnson's looked really terrible. Yeah. I don't own Ivory really anywhere, and I wish I did. Um, I might have to say Ivory, actually. Okay, it's not close for me, and it's Bradshaw. Is it? Yeah, nice. totally. And I wish it was a landslide for you because then we could put five on that. <laughs> but, you know, the other the thing that scares me about saying Bradshaw over Ivory is uh, I, or, uh, Johnson was complaining about not getting enough carries this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, God, who is it on you Twitter? You know, I should really – now that I'm thinking through this more, I really – Bradshaw should be the pick because the offense – you know, Indy's offense is just so much better. Andrew Luck is so much better. They're going to score more points. So, Bradshaw. I'm changing my mind. Okay, there you go. So sorry. Cooler heads are prevailing here. Um, I won't try to. There was somebody that said something very funny on Twitter about how he gets. Eh, I can't remember. Something. Eh, whatever. I'm going to move on. Uh, hoodie underscore Alex underscore. That's another great Twitter name. Would you agree or call me stupid for starting Rivers over Rogers this week? Uh, yeah. So that's stupid <laughs> is what you're saying? I don't think it's stupid at all. I I don't think it, I mean I guess I wouldn't call you stupid. I don't really like to use those terms. Philip Rivers. I have to give my daughters a dollar if I say stupid. It's true. What what's this week's tally up to? Like six. Oh come on, man. Well, I mean, they they get me if I say crap or stupid. I don't use like the real. Correct. Right. Those are the two. Yeah, uh, like, crap and stupid are the ones that I always get called out for. You know, crap in Northeast Wisconsin is sort of like the. Yeah, I know. You know, um, all crap, all crap. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, one Very of those true. things. Anyway, um, I don't think it's stupid at all. You're having Philip Rivers host. Arguably the worst team in football, traveling three time zones to San Diego. They're playing Tampa? Uh, no, Jacksonville. <laughs> oh. Um, and then you have uh, a, a scuffling, sputtering Packers offense going on the road to Chicago. Yeah, I totally think that Rodgers has to be started. I think that's a game that turns out to be a 38-35 shootout. And I think San Diego controls the game. They get a big lead early, and they love to run the ball. Rivers is going to throw for 220 yards, maybe two touchdowns. And you already like Donald Brown this week, too. So. Yeah, I think that. And is. you're taking the over on Brandon Oliver, seven and a half touches. Yeah, I'm all about that San Diego running game. Because, uh, I mean, they know that they're a better team than Jacksonville, so all they just want to do is get the lead and just, like, you know. Oh, no, you're right. They, you're, they don't care. You're right. I agree. But I'm not saying it's stupid. I understand where he's coming from. Totally stupid. It's not. <laughs> Hoodie underscore Alex underscore. No, it's not. Not stupid. It's worth consideration, but then, you know, cooler heads for Billy yeah, and you start Rogers. And, that, and I'll make that uh, totally clear. I'm not saying it's stupid, but I wouldn't do it. I'm playing Rogers over Rivers. Great. Uh, hello, Abbott and Costello. Is D'Angelo good enough to start this week? No Stewart or Tolbert to, quote, gum up the works, as Balky says. It's either him, Ridley against the Chiefs, or Kyrie at Dallas. That's Mike in Southfield, Michigan. So D'Angelo against uh, who do the Panthers play this week? They are it's a tough uh, Ravens, I want to say. Yeah, they're at Baltimore. So you get D'Angelo at Baltimore, Stephen Ridley at Kansas City, or Kyrie at Dallas. Kyrie Robinson. Oh man. Or as I call him, K. Rob. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I you know I can't really trust any of those running backs. Really, you know, Robinson doesn't catch passes. Right. Uh, D'Angelo is, hasn't been good since 2008. True. And. Uh, 
And then the other guy uh, fumbles all the time. Ridley. And Ridley, fum- he hasn't been fumbling, but then he doesn't really catch passes either. No. I guess I would probably go Ridley actually. I, I'm going to say Kyrie just because I, I think that that's the type of game where New Orleans can just really pound Dallas. And I know they're a different team on the road, but I'm, I'm going to roll the dice for a big game from Kyrie Robinson. Yeah, I mean, D'Angelo, I just got to be able to trust him. I mean, you know, he could get dinged up and all of a sudden get knocked out of the game. So too. we are of one mind of do not. It's not D'Angelo. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I like that he's going to get all get all the carries. It's just I don't know. Do you have Ridley and Kyrie Robinson on any teams on the same team? Um, where you have to make this decision this week? Not on the same team, no, but I have. Cause I, yeah, because I know you have them I in have a couple Rid- of I have Ridley in a few spots, yeah. and I have Kyrie in a couple. Um, but what, I mean, both of them are relying on that touchdown. They need a touchdown. Right. So. Uh, what's up, HSF? Uh, excuse me. What's up, HSFF players? Who is the Browns running back to own the rest of the season? Tate, who should be back in week five. West, who is the starter since week two. Or Kroll, who is running ahead of West this week in practice. TIA, Dave, Greenville, North Carolina. So what do you think? Tate, West, Crowell. Well, I definitely think it's probably just based on what we're... I've definitely, heard, probably. Definitely, probably. <laughs> definitely, probably. It's, it is not Terrence West. I think West is going to be moving to the third string position. I, it sounds because, to me like because, everything... Just to interrupt, because he had his chance and he just didn't run with it? Yeah, and Crowell has looked really good. He's I, To me, he's looked like Marshawn Lynch. And I, I'll give a... a Give the Matt Waldman. He was right. the one who was all over Crowell. And a lot of the I, dra- guys I drafted him in the Blake Carrington League, cut him, and then reacquired him. Yeah. Now I have him back on my That's team. What it's all about, baby. Um, so I, I do like him, but I think that, you know, they're still saying that Tate's the starter. So, I mean, I have to just, you know, it's not coach speak. That's just what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So I think Tate's the guy that they want to get the ball, and they don't feel like Crowell is the guy quite yet. But I think by the end of the season, it, there's a possibility that it's going to be Crowell because okay. Tate always gets hurt. I know right. I'm waffling a little bit there, but no. I'll say Tate. I'm gonna, Tate's my answer. Okay, so the, I was just going to pin you to, 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 the, to the wall here. Tate and Crowell are both on your waiver wire. You only have a spot for one of them. You're picking up Tate. Tate for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would do. What about you? Uh, I agree. Uh, Tate and then, um, I, you know, I guess Crowell would be number two, but I think the Crowell-West difference is, is closer to me uh, or closer for me than it is for you. Uh, our good buddy Earl in Stoughton, Wisconsin, Dave, All right. got some bye week problems this week. I can get any Ravens running back in free agent pool. Well, which one do I start? Earl in Stoughton, Wisconsin. I'm assuming he's referring to Bernard Pierce, Lorenzo Talaferro, and Justin, Justin Forsett. So you can only play one this week, Dave. Which Ravens running back are you picking up and playing? If it's PPR, I would, I would grab Forsett, I guess, even though I think he's the, probably not the best talent out of any of those guys. Um, most of it, mostly the journeyman running back, but I think he's the one who's going to catch the passes. Well, who is the most talented out of those three? Just Kelly Farrell, it in is my, ta- okay, in right. my opinion. All right. I, mean, I think Pierce has proven that he sucks. Yeah, and, and this is the point I want to make. I don't think Bernard Pierce has sucked enough where Baltimore is ready to move on from. I think that they really still do like him. I think they really want him to, you know, pun intended, run with the job. So that's who I would play this week. I would play, I would play Pierce. All right. And I would rank him that way. Talaferro, I mean, you know, who knows? I saw one good week out of that guy. Maybe he ends up crushing it, but I I, I would rank them Pierce, Forsett, Talaferro. You know what's funny is I have that decision in a dynasty league, and right now I think I have Pierce in there, but I might be switching it to Forsett now that I was forced to go through that. Well, there you go. And screwing up. Well, hopefully we helped a lot of people tonight, Dave. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think? I think we made a few people laugh. I think that Michael helped some people. Oh, he was fantastic. I want to thank great. Michael Giannette for coming on the show tonight. That was great. He's first place in the FFPC. Alexander the Great in the Potato Sticks League. Uh, so very awesome to uh, to have him on the show tonight. I also want to uh, thank uh, Madden 15, Papa John, the FFPC, our producer and mutual friend Rob, our audio engineer Bryce. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you 
for sitting in and listening. I'll be on Sirius XM 21087 Tuesday morning at 1230 Eastern with Jeff Manns. Cablevision subscribers, look for me on Game Time Decisions with Gabe Morency on the Fantasy Sports Network next week as well. Hey, enjoy your weekend. Uh, I know I will. Week four is upon us. Your weekend officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that is broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.